Welcome back to another edition of The Daily Disruptor. I'm your host, Adam Burnett, and with me as always is Mr. Ephraim Hoffman, the CEO and founder of Running Alpha. Now, some of you may have noticed that we've been off the air for a couple months as we prepare new market research and insights. We have new callouts and in-depth analyses queued up for you, so it should definitely be a good time. Couple housekeeping items to quickly talk about before we start the show. We have a new website, finally, which you can find over at thedailydisruptor.com. The second thing is, is that Running Alpha is offering a holiday discount on their subscription services. So if you'd like more information about that, you can head on over to thedailydisruptor.com slash memberships. And if you find any part of this podcast helpful, please help expand the Disruptor Nation by sharing it with those whom you believe would benefit from the information that we provide. Thank you and enjoy. You know, there has been a, a lot of attention on the coming election, not just in the in the stock market, but across the globe. Now, do you have an idea of who, well, I guess another way to put that is who do you think is going to win? And do you think that the results of that of the election are going to be priced into the market? Or do you think I mean, I I've personally heard that the market, if Biden wins, is going to tank. Um, what are your thoughts on that? That's a, a bit of a loaded question, but uh, I'll break that down. In terms of who I think is going to win, that's irrelevant. I'm not getting into uh, the politics of it, but from the basis of what the market thinks, it's surely pointing uh, in many directions to a blue wave. So I would say um, the market thinks Biden's going to win. Now, if you're going to use analysis of let's say looking at the specific sectors that match up with the policies of each candidate and then decide which one the market thinks is going to win, this is some analysis that I've done. So I kind of broke it up into a number of different industry groups based on what their uh, policies are. And it's clearly showing that when I actually created an index or a basket of uh, stocks around Biden and a basket of stocks around Trump, and then did an analysis, comparative analysis, where I compared what the potential, let's say, runway is beyond what's currently priced in today. It clearly shows that there's a much bigger runway, even after a volatility event, for a Biden win. And I trust looking at the market more than polls because people could say anything but at the end of the day nobody likes losing money and if somebody's placing a big bet and these bets are not just big wall street players there are a number of retail investors that are positioned for a biden win and i could almost bet a large number of those are, or at least a significant number of those, are Republicans that are betting on Biden stocks. Now, here's the, the interesting thing. Why would a Republican want to bet on Biden? And why would a Biden person want to bet on a Republican? They don't see it like that in the market. In the market, people are just agnostic 
and they're just betting on where they think the market's going to go and they want to make as much money as possible. And if at the end of the day that they have a lot of money on the line to lose if somebody else comes in, then the sophisticated investor is going to likely hedge their bet. And there's many ways to do that. They could be hedging their bet in the futures market. They could be hedging their bet on other stocks from their from the group that they're not interested in voting for. So really, all the market could really tell you is where the most money is moving and where the pathway is in the future for that movement. But the interesting thing is, being right on who's going to win based on looking at the sectors that are matching up with their policies isn't enough to tell you how to make money in the market. And this show is all about trying to relate what's happening in the real world to providing actionable guidelines for profiting from that activity. And we need to actually understand the market price impact of who, we, who Wall Street thinks is going to win. So if Wall Street thinks right now that the blue, you know, that Biden's going to win, and my analysis beyond today based on what people are doing, is telling me that they're going to continue betting in that direction even after a volatility event. So to answer your second question, regardless of whether certain stocks or whether all stocks have already priced in a Biden win, if there happens to be a big volatility event right around the election until we find out who the winner is, there's a lot of people that are on one side of the market, and if an event happens that's opposite of where they're located, you could get a shakeout. Or people could just be in significant profit, and they just are all selling at the same time, but it's not necessarily portending a negative outcome because of who just came in. So to make money in this market environment, you really need to focus on understanding the valuation dynamics of the companies that are in the camp that Wall Street thinks are going to win and then identify points that are very stable in terms of where lots of buyers are hanging out, which is exactly what I do every day. And right now I'm seeing all kinds of opportunity in a number of those sectors that are pointing uh, in the direction of the blue wave. But I'm completely agnostic. I am not favoring blue or red. I don't care. I'm just saying this is what the money is saying, and I stand by that. Follow the money, so to speak. So is there any one particular um, stock that is a safe bet, irregardless of who wins? I would say focus on trends that are inevitable. Now, there's not too many things that are inevitable when it comes to uh, investing other than losing money when you don't have the right information. So, uh, but in terms of making money, I would say key technology stocks that are tied to infrastructure plays in the e-commerce space. So companies like Amazon, companies like Shopify, and also innovative semiconductor companies that are relevant and crucial 
for the backbone of the 5G enterprise that's allowing all these cloud-based technologies that are allowing these companies like Amazon and Microsoft to actually mobilize their software to the next level and, intel and intelligently interact with data at the edges, meaning away from the center and closer to where the people, where the people are making decisions. So it would be companies like Microsoft, Amazon, Shopify. And you have to also understand that because we also have other events taking place outside the election that are even more central to some people's lives, uh, would be basically people dealing with the effects of this uh, pandemic across the world. And these companies in the United States, especially in e-commerce, that service the world. Yes, the winner of the election matters because if there are certain policies by one candidate that's going to be not as good for world trade, then one could argue that, you know, the opportunities for companies like uh, an Amazon or these internet retailing giants could be curtailed. But if trade is opened up, then you could make the case that there could be more activity between emerging markets. So I could see the fact that, that emerging markets that have been in, in real dire straits for quite some time due to trade tensions, if some of those tensions are relieved, you can could, you could make the case that some of these trends that are normally, that would be good regardless of what candidate wins, would actually get amplified. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to know the answer to that the day of the election. Because the day of the election, everything could sell off or everything could rally. What matters is once the next correction begins, whether it's from 10% higher, 30% higher, or 30% lower, what are the key sectors, industry groups, and stocks that are going to have the longest runway to make secular new highs? And I believe it's those stocks that I just talked about. Also, the pandemic is amplifying the need for e-commerce because with people uh, right now not necessarily, uh, you know, interacting in the real world, most of their purchases are being done in the digital sphere. So that's going to help companies. So any company that's servicing that sphere, any semiconductor companies that's servicing that infrastructure that allows information to move through at great speeds is going to benefit. There's one specific, this is a small, I'm just going to mention one name, a small cap name. Now, this is a, a higher risk name. When I say higher risk, I mean just more volatility. I do believe this stock uh, in, in the long term is, is going to do tremendously well. But if I had to pick, um, you know, two names in the semiconductor industry that would perform well based on this entire technology uh, backdrop would be uh, Amram. Uh, which is um, basically Everspin Technologies. And the other one would be ASML Semiconductor. They're two very different companies, but both are right at the edge of where the future is going. So MRAM is basically the idea that, let's say, the 5G technology revolution to play out and for communication to take place between the center and the edges you want to make sure you're using the least amount of energy. 
Now, that, that kind of stock has been doing exceptionally well. I would say that it would do well regardless of who wins, but I would say it would do exceptionally well, especially in, in a blue wave win. And it has come down for quite some time, and it's now finally starting to show signs of waking up. It did tremendously well, but when something does too well, you get these corrections. And what they do, they actually uh, provide the next iteration of memory technology that allows one to retain and store the data for prolonged periods of time without consuming energy. So that would fit right into you know, the, the idea of energy efficiency, which is more along the blue front. But at the same time, I have to say that the Republican side and the Trump side was always an advocate of technology. So I wouldn't, you know, say that, hey, people that are betting on that would specifically just be uh, in, in the Biden camp. They could be literally in both camps and it doesn't. So that would be another stock that would be, you know, that would do well regardless of the outcome. But just remember, because of the positioning of people going into the election, there's because not everyone is a Democrat and not everyone is a Republican. And for the same reasons, not everyone is voting with their money on Republican or Democratic stocks. There's going to be still a certain percentage of the population in the market that are going to be on the wrong side of the trade. We call that asymmetry or asymmetric positioning in, uh, you know, in trader speak. And what happens when you get those kind of events, you tend to get huge disruptions if there's a disappointment from one group. When that happens, people have to use collateral in the good stocks and then they have to sell the good stocks off. So it's almost something like what happened in April, you know, potentially in a much smaller magnitude. So if there was a volatility event, it may be like, you know, a short lived event. And then before the end of the year is up, I see significantly bullish tones developing. And if there isn't a correction, then it would just explode following the election. And it would just continue like a rocket ship, you know, as we move through uh, through the November period. But I do think it makes sense after such a big run, there will be some level of volatility and it's very important for investors to, to know the stocks and have the shopping list that they want that has that runway, regardless of who wins, and to actually know the price levels uh, to buy at for that specific type of win. Remember, this isn't investment advice as we are not licensed professionals. It's of course recommended that you discuss any insight found here with your licensed investing advisor. And if you like the show, please share it with others that you think would benefit from our perspective. Thanks for listening.